Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 172. Don't ever assume you know the plan of God. This is one of the stories from the life of David that always grabs hold of my heart. Now, many of you have walked with me through our study of David over the last few months. And there may have been days where you really felt like, golly, I, I understand his, his struggles. And then there were other days probably where you're like, no, 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 that, that wouldn't have been me. And as we continue to walk through the life of King David, we're going to have more of those ups and downs. Sometimes he does things that as someone that's looking from the outside, you're just like, how in the world did you get yourself in this fix? Or why did you not address the problem instead of letting it fester? But for today, what we're going to see out of David and the prophet Nathan, it's something that we all struggle with. It's something that we're going to struggle with until we see Jesus face to face. And that is the tendency of Christ followers, whether young in their faith or a Christ follower for 80 plus years, that tendency to not ask God for direction. Now, it looks different in the earlier years than it might later on. You know, in the early time of your relationship to Christ, you really don't know a whole lot about God. It's not like you automatically go, yes, I know what God would want in this particular situation because we're so close and I just, I just feel it. It's more like you forget to ask because you're not used to having the God of the universe, the one with all knowledge, on your side. But as time goes on, we can still fall into the same trap. Today, we're going to see that a prophet, and this is a godly prophet, can do the same thing, can fall into that same trap. But as you grow in your relationship with God, the trapdoor looks different in the fact that you can become so comfortable with your relationship with God, thinking that you know what he's thinking, which we know that's not biblical, but we can, we can have that tendency where you've walked with him so long that you're like, yeah, I, I, I know what he's going to be saying. And even, <laughs> even though God's word says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways, always ask. Always ask. Number one, because we want to continue to grow that relationship. Number two, we want to continue to grow in our knowledge of 
God and what matters to him. But just for the plain fact that we always need to clarify that this is the direction God wants us to go. So we've been walking our way through 2 Samuel, and we've made it now to 2 Samuel chapter 7. And we're going to talk about verses 1 through 17, but 1 through 3 will be our focal verses. And then the rest of the verses, as we go through it, it's going to explain what God has to say about David and where David is at this time in his life and what God's plan is not only for David, but for the dream that David had in his heart. David has been walking his way through being a new king. I mean, he spent the majority of his life to this point dreaming of the fulfillment of the promise that God was going to make him king of Israel. And now he's in that place. And some of the podcasts recently have been about David and and his his passion to see the Ark of the Covenant come to Jerusalem and that God would be the center of the life of Israel again because God had not for so many years. Then we saw his passion in worship where he he worshiped without abandon, I mean with abandon, where he wasn't concerned about what others thought. He was just wholeheartedly just sharing his heart in front of God and everybody. And so David's at this place where he is a good place. It's a place where he doesn't have enemies coming at every turn. He's no longer having to run into caves to escape King Saul. King Saul is dead. David's at that place, and we see it starting in, 7 1 when david when king david was settled in his palace and the lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies the king summoned nathan the prophet look david said i am living in a beautiful cedar palace but the ark of god is out there in a tent nathan replied to the king go ahead and do whatever you have in mind for the lord is with you and those are our focal verses for this week if we only had that part of the story, I think we would all believe that this was what God was prompting David to do. And that Nathan was just reaffirming, you know, God was obviously blessing David. He was blessing his time as king of Israel. He was blessing Israel. And what David suggests it, from a human perspective, seems to be something that God would have been pleased with, that David was not only thankful for what God had given him, but he wanted to make sure that the Ark of the Covenant was in a secure place, was in a place of reverence. And so Nathan, walking in on David's thoughts to go ahead and do whatever you have in mind for the Lord is with you. And he was correct that the Lord was with David. But where the trouble comes is 
neither David nor Nathan inquired of the Lord as to whether this was from God. You and I are going to have some good human ideas. I'm thankful for common sense. Seems awfully rare some days. But there's a big difference between common sense and God's wisdom. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 You've heard me quote it so many times, and you probably have it hanging in some wall hanging. There are reasons why these verses are so important. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. We can get in such a tendency, even as believers who have walked with Christ for a long time, we can get in such a tendency that we just assume that as long as it isn't obviously an evil plan, that it would be a plan that God would bless. We do this with business decisions. We do this with relationship decisions. There's so many ways that we can go down this road. But we will never this side of eternity, truly know the mind of God. I am thankful that God gives us the insight that he does. But pointing back to his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. We are never going to be able to wrap our feeble human minds around all that God is all that he wants to do and all that he wants for us to do. So let's continue. So verse four says, but that same night, the Lord said to Nathan, go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord has declared. Are you the one to build a house for me to live in? I've never lived in a house from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day. I have always moved from one place to another with a tent and a tabernacle is my dwelling. Yet no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I have never once complained to Israel's tribal leaders, the shepherds of my people Israel. I have never asked them, why haven't you built me a beautiful cedar house? Now go and say to my servant David, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people Israel. I've been with you wherever you've gone. And I've destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who's ever lived on the earth. And I will provide a homeland for my people Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they've done in the past. Starting from the time I appointed judges to rule my people Israel, I will give you rest from all your enemies. Furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, and I will secure his royal throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. 
If he sins, I will correct and discipline him with the rod like any father would do. But my favor will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from your sight. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time. And your throne will be secure forever. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord had said in this vision. Oh my. So there is so much, so much, so much, so much, so much in this passage of scripture that we could spend probably two or three weeks just on this passage of scripture. But what I want to do is for this week, I really want to focus on the fact that David had a dream in his mind, something that he wanted to do for the Lord. He wasn't doing it out of selfish ambition, it doesn't appear. He wanted to do this. He wanted to build a house for the Ark of the Covenant. And Nathan, not inquiring of the Lord, but just going with the flow, so to speak. He says, yeah, go ahead, do it, because the Lord is blessing you. But we see that this was not something that God had called David to do. He doesn't severely rebuke him. He doesn't severely rebuke Nathan. He knows their hearts. He knows that their hearts were not turned toward evil. But there are times where there's a difference between God's best and good. Sometimes our choices are going to be between obvious evil and godliness. Those are those, are those black and white choices. But there will be other times where we, we get in our minds that I want to do this for the Lord. Or I want to do this for his people. And unless we inquire of the Lord and we determine if this is truly the path that he has for us, we can end up walking down a good path, but it won't be the best path. It won't be the path that God has laid for us. It may be that we walk in that way and number one, that keeps us from doing what God really has for us. And also, it keeps somebody else from doing the good that we have chosen. There's a difference between good, even with good intentions, and God's best. And we see that in this passage that you know, God was prepared. Of course, God goes ahead. God was prepared and God had a plan and he was going to allow a place to be built, a house, so to speak. There was going to happen, but it was going to happen through one of David's ancestors, not ancestors. I have that. I have this hard time in my head sometimes of getting it flipped. It was going to happen through one of David's descendants. There you go. That makes much more sense. Someone, someone, a son of David. And we see in there that talks about the fact that 
but my favor will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul. And your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. We will come back to that either as our specific emphasis in the next couple of weeks, or we will combine that with David's prayer of thanks that is in the next section. Because this is one of the most important statements in all of Scripture. And so I absolutely do not want to skip over it, but I want us to focus this week specifically on guidance, on the importance of asking for the Lord's guidance. What David had in his mind was not a bad plan, and his heart seemed to be in the right place, but it was not the best plan. It was not the plan that God had for him. So look at some additional verses. Proverbs 19, 21. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. You know, as we walk with the Lord, we, we want to do things to honor him, to please him. And that's all well and good. Our motives matter. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we don't take our plans to God and ask Him to bless them. But we take our heart to God and submit to the plans he has. Proverbs 16.9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Psalm 127.1-2, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Proverbs 25, 4-5 Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Psalm 32, 8-9 the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit or a bridle to keep it under control. As we walk with the Lord, Lord willing, it's going to become obvious when Temptations to do evil are in front of us. Where the road is obviously going the opposite direction from God and godliness. As we walk closer to God, those will be, as we have more of his word in our hearts, and in our minds, those should be obvious answers to should I go that way or not. 
because God's word will be plain. But we're going to have times between what could appear to be good plans and those that are God plans. And getting ourselves in a pattern of not allowing the dreams that we have, even if we feel like they're godly dreams, to get too far down the road in our minds without stopping them in front of God's throne and asking, is this from you? As human beings, we have this tendency so often to take our dreams and plans to other human beings and run it by them. And that's what we see with David and Nathan. And, and Nathan is a prophet. I mean, he's a clergy. He's supposed to be a mouthpiece for God. But we can see that just because somebody is in in tight with God, so to speak, that they're known for being a Christ follower, or in his case, a God follower, it doesn't mean that they're going to automatically have the best answer. You and I have the privilege because of the work of Christ on the cross to enter boldly into the throne room of God and ask him to run it by him. To not be concerned about running it by a committee on earth before we run it by the one who has all knowledge. God births some amazing plans in our hearts and minds. But we can birth what seems to be good plans in our hearts and minds as well. And Satan can plant what seems to be good plans in our hearts and minds. Because he has that ability to plant. And having the ability to discern between God's best and Satan's trying to make it look like God's best. The scriptures that are read, they're just all reminders of the fact that we are to make plans. We are to make plans 
by running that through the Lord's filter. And this may be business plans. It may be relationship plans. Or it may be ministry plans. But don't ever assume that you know what God's heart would be on an issue. Ask Him. Ask Him. Don't allow yourself to get so focused on accomplishing this goal, accomplishing this plan, having this relationship, doing this big project, starting this ministry without a clear, 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 crystal clear yes from the Lord. Save yourself and those around you a lot of heartache and get the right answer from the get-go. And if the Lord isn't speaking, then don't do it. Wait on the Lord. Ask Him. Ask Him to show you plainly. Ask Him to grow you in the process. Our weekly assignment feature is to prayerfully evaluate your life. In which area do you need to seek the Lord and His plan? All of us are different, but we all need some redirection. We all need to be reminded to go to Him and to ask for His specific plan for us, for our ministries, for our families, for each day. And as we do, can you just imagine how the Lord is going to not only change our lives, but change the lives of so many others? When we put our plans aside, our good plans, for God's best plan. When it's all said and done and I stand before Christ. I know it's not going to be a perfect record. The only perfection in me is what Christ did for me. But I want to have a record of walking the plans that he has for me. Not trying to hand him my plans and saying, I hope it was good enough. God saved me for a purpose. God saved you for a purpose. And we need his guidance daily to walk in that purpose, to walk in that plan, to be all he created us to be. Hallelujah. May we one day hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But that's not coming if we try to do it our way and just hope that we have hit the mark. No. Get the assignment. 
and then walk in it. Thank you so very much. I have been on vacation for the last three weeks. I did recording of the podcast ahead of time, which is not something I usually get done. And this was the first one back in the driver's seat, so to speak, as we continue in the life of David. I am trusting that God is going to take today's words from him. And he's going to prick your heart and mind in places where you have been doing your plans and hoping that they're the good plans and that God will make it crystal clear to you which plans you need to leave by the wayside because they're not really of him or maybe they're not not of not from him for this time and that you will pick up his plans for each day for each week for this year cannot wait to hear from you how God is working so you can write me at encouraging others and loving Jesus at gmail.com still have our Facebook group encouraging others in loving Jesus and for those podcast episodes the hidden podcast episodes they're on my Podbean side I know that you may be listening to this podcast on a multitude of different platforms there's so many out there at the moment but you can listen to the original episodes the back in the day when this podcast went by a country girl in a city world loving Jesus you can listen to those podcasts the information is in the show notes just go go to the very bottom and you will find that link there just a reminder that you can go in you can write a review I'm not going to tell you what to write um, it's not my mind to say give me five stars um, that is not that's not honestly it's not my business that's your business, but I would love to hear from you to, you know, write some reviews and just, you know, let people know if this podcast has blessed you or what I can do to improve, whatever it may be. Remember, you can share this for free. It is free for you to listen to and it's free for you to share. Who is it in your life that needs to be reminded to go to the Lord to ask for his plan so that they can walk in it we all have people in our lives including the person in the mirror who needs that reminder probably on a regular basis and as we close out this particular week just remember it's always a trust and obey kind of day mm -hmm.